Hello and welcome to the Life with Bees podcast. Life with Bees? This is the Confident Life Marketing Podcast, Ian. I know, but I thought I'd experiment with different types of content. You see, I was struggling to come up with ideas, but one of our listeners, Mr Williams of number 32 Buckingham Drive, Peterborough, suggested I should talk about bees. But this is a podcast about live video. I know, you're right, Helen. So, instead of talking about bees, why don't I talk about the five Ps of live video? The five Bs? No, the five Ps. What, like garden peas? Split peas? Chickpeas? No, planning, pre-promotion, production, post-promotion and repurposing of live video. I think I understand. Don't worry, I'll explain. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, Together we, we can go live! live. Hello, it's Ian Grave for episode six of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. I'm so excited that you're listening here. And today, we're going to be talking about the five P's of live video. What on earth is that? Well, it's all about how you promote your show, how you produce, how you plan, how you repurpose. I've already given you some of those P's there. But first, I want to say that this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Content 10X. Content 10X is an amazing service. They are experts in content repurposing, and they provide a full end-to-end repurposing service. One of the great things of live video is that it's so easy. Once you've sorted out all the tech, and you know what you're talking about, you're planned, and we're going to be talking about a lot of that in this show. Once you've set that up, it's actually an amazingly quick way of creating content. So from this piece of content, is it's a case in point. I'm producing a podcast, a live show, from it a blog post, and lots and lots of different content for social media. So they can take that one piece of content, that could be live video, and repurpose it to explode across the internet, saving you time and building your business. So I highly recommend checking out Content 10X. It's at content10x.com. And I thank you so much, Content 10X, for sponsoring sponsoring this podcast and live show. I just want to share a little bit of an, an experience I've had over the past week because I think it highlights the importance of producing content for your perfect audience. And the downside of that is that when you create content for your perfect audience that really resonates with your perfect audience, unfortunately, you are going to get people that just don't like you, people who are not your perfect audience. And you may get some criticism, you may get some bad reviews, and it's a bit depressing. So I can't remember, I think this was Chris Ducker that came up with this. You need to be attracting your perfect audience, and you need to repel the people that aren't a good fit for you. But that can sometimes be a little bit painful. And so I wanted to be totally honest with you and share that I had, unfortunately, a bad review. And I was actually, in some ways, I was quite I was quite impressed with myself that it, it, I didn't take it so much to heart. When I first saw it, I thought, okay, that's fair enough. I, they're not my perfect audience. So that I understand that. And sometimes it's also good to take some constructive criticism. But the day after, I really took it to heart and I started to get depressed and I started to think, why am I doing this? Maybe I should give up. Maybe I should stop doing this podcast. And it really surprised me how much of a hold that took. So yeah, I think sometimes the negative comments, the criticisms can really take a hold in us. And it reminded me that one of the things that I 
have done in the past that I have not been so good at is keeping a, a Google Doc of positive comments that people have said, good reviews for my perfect audience. So I always write down in this Google Doc, or I try to, positive comments when, when my perfect audience has come back to me and said, thank you so much, Ian, for producing this amazing content. I put it down in, the, in that Google Doc. And the reason I do that is because, unfortunately, the negative comments take a much stronger hold on us than the positive comments. And I, like I'm sure many of you, I focus on the negative and not so much on the positive. So when you're producing content, it's so important to stick to your guns and produce content that is truly you, that is authentic, that is valuable. And along the way, unfortunately, you will get some negative comments. Hopefully, you'll get more positive than negative. And perhaps for me, one of the reasons why it took so much of a hold was because it was my first comment. So if you're watching this live or if you're listening to this podcast and you really like my content, then please go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. I would so appreciate that. It's great for my encouragement, but it's also great to allow other people out there to find out about the show because it's a new, a new podcast. It's only on episode six. But I also wanted to share that with you because, well, first of all, being honest and authentic uh, about my journey, but also to say that it was very tempting for me to to ditch some of the more kind of the, the fun things that I have, such as the intro and make, making it a little bit more serious. But actually, I want to, what I've really realized is that I want this to remain really me and to have fun with it. And I think that will resonate with you guys. Right. So five Ps of live video. Let's get on with the five Ps. So the five Ps, what are they? This is all about planning, structuring, and promoting your live videos, and then finally repurposing them. So the five Ps of live video are as follows. The first one is planning your content. The second one is to pre-promote it. So letting people know about your live video before it happens so that you have an audience there when you go live. Then actually doing the show itself, you need to be able to have a structure in place. You need to be able to produce that live show. So the production of that live show, wherever it is. And then after that, you need to be thinking about your replay audience. So letting people know after the event, that's the post-promotion. And then finally, and this is the bit that so many of us forget, is the repurposing of that content. So don't just let it stay there. I mean, it's great to, to convert it into a piece of evergreen content, but you also want to think about repurposing that into other types of content onto different channels so that you're going to widen your audience and reach people on other platforms. Because actually, your audience might not all be wanting to watch live videos. Some of them actually might prefer podcasting or they might pr prefer Instagram stories or YouTube. So being able to create content from that one piece of content your live video is going to be really, really important. So those are the five Ps of live video. First of all, what are the three main challenges of live video? And I've talked about this a lot on this podcast, but I wanted to go through them. The first problem that people have is the gear, getting the right technology and getting it all working. And it doesn't have to be difficult. I've already talked about that in one of the first episodes that's getting started using live video. And then we've talked about how you can communicate more effectively and get over that fear, the fear of getting in front of the camera. And the third one is the content and the marketing sphere. So this is talking about basically what are you gonna talk about in your live videos and how do you market that? How do you spread the word? And that's what we're gonna be talking about in this episode. We're gonna be focusing on that third challenge that we all have when it comes to live video. 
There's some great stats from my friends at Balsumo that show the number of interactions that you have using live video compared to other types of posts. So just in case you hadn't realized one of the big advantages in using Facebook Live or some of the other platforms out there is that they do tend, you do tend to get more reactions, more comments, more likes and, and loves and all those kind of good things. So I'm showing a graph on the, on the live video at the moment that shows that compared to other types of posts on Facebook, whether it's images, links and others, there's over 50% more interactions per post, type of post with a live video. So you're going to get so much more that way. And my friends at Agora Pulse, which is a fabulous social media management tool, they did some research on their Social Media Labs podcast. By the way, plug to the Social Media Labs podcast. It's a really, really good podcast that does a lot of research every single episode. And one of the episodes that they did, they did some research in comparing live video to regular uploaded video. And they found that upload, sorry, live videos received 75% more shares than regular uploaded videos. So if that's a not, not another reason for you to adopt live video, then I don't know what is. And then, of course, we've got LinkedIn Live. We've got loads of different platforms out there. There's YouTube Live, there's Facebook Live, but I'm loving LinkedIn Live, the amount of interactions that I'm getting. And if you're watching live on LinkedIn, I will get back to your comments later. I'm just recording the podcast at the moment. So LinkedIn Live, I found so much, so much benefit really from it. It's an amazing platform. So do think about that. But before we get on to looking at those five P's and, and how you can plan it, I just want you also to think about how you produce your live videos. I think sometimes we can think we want to make it so, so professional. We want to have the best microphone, the best webcam. And then we're just about to press that go live button. And we're just worried about everything going wrong. I want you to actually embrace the wrong because people love it when things aren't perfect and when things go wrong and being authentic. We, we really, really want to get away from the ultra slick professional quality when it comes to live video. And so there's some amazing stories, some fun stories that I want to share with you that have either happened to me, some friends of mine or clients of mine when it comes to things going wrong on live video. So my friend Janet Murray, I've mentioned Janet Murray a lot recently because I'm speaking at her uh, Build Your Audience live event this week in London. So this is at the end of June 2019. And at the end of one of her broadcasts, she forgot to press the end broadcast button. This has happened to me. I forgot to press the end broadcast button once or twice, maybe three times. Uh, but she ended up eating her lunch afterwards, live on camera. She didn't realize she was live. She was eating a crisp sandwich. So for people who aren't British, that's a potato chip sandwich, very British thing. And uh, she had some amazing comments afterwards. It was just really fun and hilarious. And that's happened to me I, on the free range social show. I forgot to press the end broadcast button and Julie and I were just talking as if no one else was there, but we were live. So it was a bit embarrassing, but still fun. A client of mine in the middle of her live broadcast the background that she had this amazing background behind her and it fell on top of her halfway through her broadcast. That was a little bit worrying, but again, quite funny. Or maybe the cleaner comes in halfway through your broadcast and starts emptying your trash. Or maybe your kids come in and start storming your office, like the famous BBC interview with the North Korean expert when his kids came in, his, his little uh, toddlers came in and started playing around live on BBC TV. It was uh, pretty hilarious. Or maybe you've done, this has happened to me, you, you find a part of your office that is really nice and tidy because the rest of it is messy and you go live, it's gone really, really well and you reach for the end broadcast button and 
you press the flip camera button only to reveal your messy office. Well, I have to say my office today is, and I actually am, it is a little bit messy, but maybe I should show you that messy office sometime. But yes, it's it happens to all of us. We, we all have messy offices, or most of us do, to actually making things wrong as well as right, having a bit of fun, being a bit more real is going to be really important to your live video. So don't worry about being perfect. It's not about being perfect. Press that go live button. Now, I love this quote from Philip Kotler. Philip Kotler is just an amazing thinker, an amazing marketer. And he is talking about this new world that we're living in where marketers need to adapt to this new reality and create brands that behave like humans, approachable and likable, but also vulnerable. Brands should become less intimidating. They should become authentic and honest, admit their flaws and stop trying to seem perfect. If you agree with that, let me know because I certainly feel that. I, I was just on Instagram this morning and I was flipping through my Instagram stories, not flipping, I was watching my Instagram stories. And then I got to a sponsored post, a sponsored video. I didn't actually realize it was sponsored until later on, but I just tapped to skip it. And then I thought to myself, why did I, why did I just skip that video? I went back and I realized that it was so slick and so professional that my brain had just automatically clicked the skip button because it just I just knew that it wasn't something I was going to be interested in. It was a, it was an ad. So actually producing content that yes it needs to be really valuable content, but it doesn't always have to be so slick and professional looking. This is another quote, which is, going live is not about being perfect. Your audience wants to see the real you. So embrace what makes you, you. Confidently displaying your flaws and imperfections will allow you to really connect with your audience. So that's a quote for me. But I, I really believe in this because something I've really struggled with, I've been trying to hide my flaws. As a human being, I think this is really, really common. We, we, we don't want people to see our flaws. And actually what makes us unique, what makes us different, what makes us attractive is not our perfections, it's actually our imperfections. Yes, we need to be sharing our expertise. Yes, we need to be sh sharing lots of valuable information. But we should also not be afraid to show our real selves as well. So that's important. So the five P's of live video, just to go over those again, planning, pre-promotion, production, post-promotion, and then repurposing. Let's focus on the planning bits. So how do you come up with the content that you're going to share on live video? There are loads and loads of different types of content. The show that I'm doing at the moment, this live video show and this podcast is kind of pillar content, which I'm going to come on to in a minute. So this is content that is, is main content is my expert content, but there are loads of other different types of live video shows that you can produce. And my friend, Sam Ashdown, Sam Ashdown is a dear friend of mine, and she came up with this fabulous acronym called BLAST, or depending on your accent, it's BLAST. And it's an acronym that gives you lots of different types of content that you can produce. So the B for BLAST is for behind the scenes content. So for example, on a Monday, you could go live and give a little tour of where you work, your office or, or your home. This is where I work. This is what I'm working on today, how you run your business. You know, people are really nosy. People love to find out what it is you're doing. Now, if you're like me, you may think that your life is boring and people couldn't be interested in that. But the fact of the matter is your perfect audience, your alpha audience, 
they want to know everything about you. So share that. Share behind the scenes content. So that's the B. The next one of Blast is local. So where do you live? Where's your business based? Share the information, share what's happening locally. It could be walking out and about in your area and sharing where you live. It could be in the country, it could be in a city and share maybe the local music or the local food. Again, people are really, really interested. I find this on Instagram again, that if I share my the, what's happening locally in my local area, people are always wanting to know more. They're always fascinated by it, particularly because I have followers all around the world and they're really interested about what's happening where I am and to see what's happening, see the beautiful surroundings where I live. The next one is a day in the life. So the A is a day in the life. So this is a little bit like behind the scenes, but this is actually what you're doing today and your thoughts. So this is particularly good for those off the cuff episodes. So you take your phone, you maybe go on a walk and you're sharing what you're working on. What's what's going on in your mind? What are the struggles? What are the really exciting things that are happening on? And this is great because you can share those with your audience. You can be quite authentic and honest, but also they can ask you questions and, and you can have a real nice connection with people, your followers and your viewers and your live videos. So B-L-A-S. So the S is for sneak Peak. This is something new that you're working on, something exciting and new, maybe it's top secret, and you're only sharing this with your live video audience. So they feel really special because you're not sharing this with any other audience out there. And, the, and you're also wanting to test this out with your live video audience. It might be something that you're not sure about, or you might, might want to get some different ideas or some feedback. So this is a really good way of using live video. Again, this doesn't have to be using the high-tech solution. You could use your phone, you could go live from your desktop, it could be sharing a screen, you're working on something new and you want to get some feedback from people. And then the final one is tips and advice. And this is basically content like turning your blog posts into live video content, a how-to live video or expert or pillar content. And that actually is what this show is. This is me sharing how you can plan and promote and repurpose your content using live video. So that's what this type of content is, this kind of live video is, but there are loads of other different types of live video content. So choose that, choose which one you're going to focus on first of all. You don't have to do all of these, but over time, if you can start to add more of the letters into your live video strategy, that will really, really help. And hopefully this will help you just get an idea of what to plan for. Now, there are loads of different ways of planning your live video content. Probably the best way or the easiest way to start off with is just using pen and paper. So write those letters B-L-A-S-T and then come up with some ideas of the kind of live video content that you're going to be sharing. There are other ways. You could use a Google Doc, you could use an Excel spreadsheet, or there's a tool called Content Calc. Content Cal, I love Content Cal because it's a really easy tool to use. There is a free plan. There are also plans for teams as well. So this is great to plan and brainstorm your live video content. And particularly if you have a team, you can basically get them to pin ideas to the pin board and between you, you can collaborate on some ideas. So for example, if I'm on doing the free range social show, I can tag that with a particular type of content that I'm producing or if it's my Confident Live marketing show, I want me to share a little bit more on what I'm working on at the moment. So that's more a day in the life, for example. So that is a content cal, really worth checking out. The great thing is, although it doesn't actually allow you to 
broadcast from Content Colors, but it helps you with that pre-promotion and post-promotion of content. So you can create and schedule content repurposed from your live from that calendar. It has the calendar really at the front and center of that tool. So do check out Content Cal. It's a really, really good tool. Okay, so once you've planned that, now you know when you're gonna go live. Say you're gonna go live next Tuesday, we need to start promoting it. We need people to turn up for your live video. If you don't promote it, if you don't tell people about it, then no one's going to turn up. And well, that will be a bit sad, wouldn't it? So we need to pre-promote it. Loads of different ways of doing this. Well, the, the first thing is, if you have scheduled it or scheduled it, depending on how you pronounce that word, I always get confused. You can, if you've scheduled that on Facebook Live, you will actually get a link for, for that post that you can then use to promote everywhere else. And the same with YouTube, you don't get on Instagram and you don't get it on LinkedIn Live at the moment. But for Facebook and YouTube, you can get that link if you schedule that in advance. So then why not promote it to Twitter, to LinkedIn, to all your favorite networks using a social media management tool, whether that's Sendable, Spout Social, Agora Pulse, Buffer. I mentioned all of these in last week's episode, episode five. So if you just go to iag.me forward slash five, you will be able to find out all about the different tools out there. By the way, today's episode, if you want to see the show notes for this, it's iag.me forward slash six, iag.me forward slash six. So promote to your audience using a social media management tool. And if you schedule those social media updates before you go live, you'll create that buzz. People will actually go out and share that and that turn up for your live video. And don't forget to send it out to your email news list. Now, one thing that I'm going to be doing, this is still a fairly new show. I'm not necessarily going to be, I'm not going to send out an email to my whole list every time I go live, but I'm going to send it to people who have opted into that. So you could have a segment of your list for to send out to them every time you go live, the people who are really interested in that. So for example, this is uh, an example schedule. Before you go live on Twitter, you could send a tweet out a, a week before you go live, a day before you go live, an hour before you go live, and when you go live. You can be a little bit more frequent on Twitter. That might be too much for you, but again, people may have missed the first tweet, so sending it out a few times would be a really good idea. And if you want a more geeky solution, if you're using the Stream Deck, which is this piece of hardware with lots of buttons on it, you can program one of the buttons to send out a tweet when you go live, so you're not going to forget that. But if you're using a social media management tool, you can schedule all of these in advance. On LinkedIn, you might want to do that a week before and a day before just to, to let people know you're going live because on LinkedIn Live at the moment, you can't actually schedule that. You'll have to let people know to go to your profile or you could put them over to YouTube or some other channel that you're going live to. And then, of course, on Facebook, you've got your pages, profile and groups, various different ways of doing that. Just come up with a schedule that works for you. And you could also create an event to invite people to that event and your the link to your Facebook Live is in there so people know about that. And then on email, send a day before and then an optional reminder an hour before if people want to be reminded an hour before you go live or even half an hour or 10 minutes before you go live. That's a good thing to do. So another thing that you can do is to create other types of content. You could create a trailer, for example, for your live video. So I created a trailer using a tool called Wave. I mentioned Wave last week, Wave Video. So if you just go to wave.video or iag.me forward slash go forward slash wave, that is a, an affiliate link. So if you click on that, I will get a cut. 
just so that you know, just being totally transparent there. But Wave Video is one of my favorite online, it is my favorite online video tool because it's so quick and easy to create a trailer or some other video piece of video content. So I produced a video trailer for when Mark Schaefer was on the Free Range Social Show. It was quick and easy. I could then upload that to YouTube and Facebook. Actually, it wasn't YouTube, it was Facebook and Instagram Stories and Instagram, the main feed. And it was a way of me promoting that live video when it was going to come out. The great thing about Wave Video, as well as being able to take in some video content from their extensive library of video content, is the ability of exporting it into the different formats. So you can download it in horizontal for YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. You can do it in square format. Instagram story, which is tall, and you don't have to do any horrible editing. All the text and all the, the way the videos look will look perfect once you download them. So Wave Video is a great way to pre-promote your content. Now, if you're wanting to be a bit more geeky and you want to adopt and you're focusing mainly on Facebook Live, then ManyChat is a messenger bot service. So it's a tool for you to be able to create messenger bot messages to your people who have subscribed to your messenger bot. So you can create reminders and you can create lead magnets. Now I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail here because I will be bringing on some experts to talk about this in forthcoming episodes. But first of all, you schedule your live video and then you create a, a new broadcast so that when, when you go live or when you're about to go live, you can send out a message to your subscribers to click this button. So for example, 10 minutes before you go live, the message goes out to your subscribers. They get this message and they can click on the link to go to your live video. And if they're not free at that time, they can just click to be reminded later. And maybe the next day or an hour later, you can then send them a link to the replay to watch the replay. This has worked really well for me in the past. Facebook are getting a little bit more picky about how you can use this. And I will, as I say, be bringing some people on in the future to talk about how you can use this effectively and, and how you can avoid things like spamming. So loads of ways for you to pre-promote and let people know about your live videos when they, so that you can start your live videos with people actually being able to watch you and having a live audience, which is really, really cool. Now, let's look at the production. So I've talked about how you can technically go live. We've talked about that in a previous live video, and I've talked about the kind of things that you can be sharing. But while you go live, do make sure you ask people, you get people involved with the show, you ask people about themselves, make it easy for mobile users. So don't ask people to comment with big long phrases. If they're on the mobile, then just ask them to type numbers. So if you say, what's your favorite platform out there? Is it Facebook or Instagram? Just type FB for Facebook or IG for Instagram. Or do you like apples or bananas? Type one for apples and two for bananas. Make it easy for people, particularly on mobile, because they're not going to want to write big, long comments for you. Ask for shares and likes and reactions. Now, on, on Facebook, they're getting a bit more picky about this. They're not wanting you to ask for people to share it out and, and like and, and add comments and things like that. But... I think you can still do that in a really, not a sneaky way, but you can do it in a way that is just helpful. So you could say, please get involved. And I would love to know what you think about this subject. And then people will obviously take from that, put it in the comments. So get people involved in, in interacting with your live video shows. Now on Facebook, you can cross post your live shows. So if you have lots of pages out there, or if you are partnering with other pages out there, if you uh, give permission, if they give permission for you to cross post to their page, you can not only go live to your page, you can go live to their page as well. And I know people that are going live to two, three, four, five, six pages all at the same time. 
using the cross-posting feature. By the way, this is only available if you go live from your desktop. This is more of an advanced thing, but tools like Ecom Live does this, Wirecast does this as well. It allows you to, to cross-post. But you can also set this up just by going to publishing tools in Facebook Live and set this up beforehand. So cross-posting is really, really cool. Polls as well. This is only for Facebook, but you can create questions beforehand that uh, you can add during the show. So this allows people to, whether they're watching live, they can select which question, which answer they want to select. And then you can get a little result afterwards of how many people have voted for each one. Now, remember, when you go live, there are two audiences. And this is a little bit weird to get your head around because actually there are the people from the future, which are your replay viewers, and then there are the people that are watching now, which are your current live viewers. So you need to get your head into a bit of a time machine. The first thing I always recommend that you do is greet your future replay viewers first. So at the beginning of this live show, I said, hi, I'm Ian Anderson Gray. Thanks so much for watching the replay of the Confident Live Marketing Show. So I always do that because the first people to watch are the people in the future who are watching right from the start. And then a few seconds later, maybe up to a minute or even more, you'll start to get some live viewers. And so you then want to greet your live viewers at that point. So you need to be thinking about these two audiences at the same time. And it's really important to do this because if you spend too long with your live viewers, that's going to make it very boring for your replay viewers in the future. And you also don't want to get too distracted by your live viewers. You don't want to, the, the problem is you don't want to ignore your live viewers, which I'm kind of doing at the moment, sorry, live viewers, but you don't want to ignore them because they will feel unloved, but you don't want to spend too long with them because otherwise it's going to be very boring for your replay viewers. So you need to learn that balance. And, and really the only way of doing that is practice and reminding yourself all the time about that. Then we get on to the main structure. And again, my friend Sam Ashdown has come to the rescue and come up with another acronym, which is fabulous. So this acronym is ARENA, and it stands for Affinity, Reassurance, Explain, Nutshell, and Action. So particularly for shorter shows, this is really, really important to remember all these things that you need to remember. So the first thing of the main content that you want to talk to evoke is the feeling of empathy, so empathize with the situation that your audience is in. So are you feeling like this? Are you wondering about this? Is this a problem that you're struggling with? I understand. I've been there too. Now, this is something that I talk a lot about in live video. I share my struggles. I understand your struggles. And so don't worry, guys who are watching. I'm going to now talk about this. Reassurance is the next one. So affinity, then we're onto reassurance, which is you're not alone. We get this all the time. I understand this. So reassure your live audience. Then we're on to E. So arena E, explain. So now what do you actually do about it? So you give people an easy win. You educate people and give them simple steps that they can put into practice, that they can achieve some quick goals. Now, don't spend too long on that, but then you're on to summarizing that. That's the nutshell, N for nutshell. Summarize that. So as you can see, what we talked about there is you empathize with the situation, you're not alone, and here are the three steps that you can put into place that will really give you the best way forwards with this. This will give you the, the best results. So follow those things, so you're summarizing that. And then finally is that call to action, action. So that audience-centric call to action. So you've learned how to do all those things. I've taught you how to counteract all these problems. What are your plans? The best way to do this is to contact us, or it could be to download a PDF, or it could be to subscribe to your podcast, whatever your call to action is. So important to have those calls to actions 
in all of your content, but particularly for live video. And I think we can forget that. So that is Arena, Affinity, Reassurance, Explain, Nutshell, and Action. Let's dig deep into the main structure now. Those are the kind of the emotions and the kind of the meat about what you that you need to kind of consider or put into your live broadcasts. But let's think about a structure here. So just before you go live, make sure before you press the end, the start broadcast button, that you check your posture, you fire up your energy, you smile, you laugh. If you want to know any more about that, I've got episode, I've forgotten which episode it is. I think it's episode three or four. It's all about how to communicate effectively in front of the camera. We talk about posture. We talk about some vocal warm-ups and physical warm-ups that you can do to be really, really confident and effective before you start. Makes such a big difference. So make sure you do that. Once you press that start broadcast button, don't delay. It's so tempting to check that everything's working. So I, I have seen a lot of people that start with saying, uh, am I live? Uh, I think I'm live. Can anyone hear me? Is anyone there? And the problem with that is, I mean, for your first couple, that's okay, but it doesn't really give a lot of, it doesn't display a lot of confidence. You need to stop with confident and don't delay. You've already done a test. You know that everything is working. So don't delay. Don't ask if people can hear you or if you are live. Welcome your replay viewers first. Announce what you're going to talk about. And of course, introduce yourself so that people know who you are. And then welcome your live viewers. Don't spend too long. Keep things flowing. That's really important. Do ask for engagement, reactions, comments, and shares. That's Again, people aren't going to do that. People might do that, but people need to be encouraged sometimes. Just before you get on to the main content, a really good tip is to reward committed viewers. So say, announce that you'll give a special bonus at the end. So if you stick to the end of this broadcast, I've got something really exciting to share with you. So do stick to the end. And that is a really good way of rewarding committed viewers. Then get straight into the content. Don't dilly-dally, don't mess around. Get straight into that meat, that main content. This is difficult, but don't get distracted by comments. You know, say you'll get back to people. Now, there's different ways of doing this. So you could have one big, meaty main section, which is kind of what I'm doing in today's show, and then say that you'll get to people afterwards. Or you could break it up into three or four sections, which, is, to be honest, is probably better. So you've got point number one. Say point number one, then get back to the comments and see if people have got any thoughts on that. Then get on to point number two, look at the comments. And then point number three, get to the comments. But don't get too distracted because again, this is going to be really frustrating for your replay viewers as well. And of course, if you're repurposing that content, say for example, to a podcast, you've got to remember that people on the podcast can't see those comments and they may get distracted and get fed up with you. After your main content, involve your live viewers, highlight comments. So if you're using a tool like BeLive or Ecamm Live, then you can actually highlight those on the screen. That makes such a difference. People love that. You can answer questions. You can even bring in guests live on your show, which is a great way of interacting with your audience. So then we're towards the end. So how do you actually end your broadcast button? I think you need to not worry about ending that broadcast. Don't just keep going on and on and on and be boring. So first of all, summarize that content. We talked about that in a nutshell in Arena. So summarize your content. Give people that special bonus that you were talking about earlier. What is your call to action? So for example, it could be subscribe to this or download this piece of content or give us a call. Announce when you're next going to go live because you need to get people knowing that this is a regular thing and you're going to be going live regularly. And then press the end broadcast button. Don't worry about people wanting more. Leave them wanting more. 
Keep that conversation going after you press the end broadcast button. Keep liking and commenting and getting involved with those comments. That's really, really important. Now, people ask me a lot, how long should you go live for? And really the question is, it kind of depends. It depends on so many different things. Uh, so I would just say, just see, see what happens. See what the audience interactions are, are like. And it kind of depends on the, t on the type of show that you've got. But BuzzSumo, my friends at BuzzSumo, gave, uh, did some analysis of this. And they found for Facebook Live videos, the interactions, those are things like likes and comments, would increase up to around four, 15 to 16 minutes. After that time, it was pretty uh, stable, the number of interactions. So I think it, it, what we can take from that is that it takes time for people to join the live videos and get involved. So you might find that the first 10 minutes that people are still joining. And so maybe make your live videos at least 10 minutes. But I, I know people that are doing really, really good stuff with three or four minute live videos too. So have a play, experiment with, with your live videos and see what works for you. Post-promotion. So very briefly on post-promotion, it's very similar to the pre-promotion. But once you've gone live, that live video on all the platforms has become a piece of evergreen content. It has become just a regular uploaded video in effect. So you need to go and treat it as such. You need to go in and reply to those comments. Just go to Facebook Live, go to YouTube Live, go to LinkedIn Live, and make sure you're going back and answering people's questions, liking that, getting involved. It's called social media for a reason. A tool that I really love for this, which I mentioned in last week's episode, is Agora Pulse. It's a tool that allows you to manage comments. You can reply. You can delegate to your team members. You can moderate it, moderate those comments. It's amazing. And it also works with LinkedIn Live comments and YouTube videos too. So it's really, really good. So this is particularly good if you work in the team, although you don't have to, but if you want, you can delegate some of messages, some comments to your team members and get them involved too. But you don't have to use a tool like this. You could just use it natively as well. And of course, there's Facebook ads and social ads. You can promote to people who have watched 25 to 50% of previous videos and then promote your next video to people who've watched your previous videos. So Facebook ads is a great way. You can't promote Facebook Live videos before they're live, but after, they, after you've broadcasted, you can then promote those. So loads of ways of promoting, very similar to the pre-promotion. But we're finally on to repurposing. And, and I want to get on to, to this because this is so important. It's the bit that so many people forget about. And it's one of the big advantages of live video. You can, from one live video, create blog posts. You can create Instagram stories and videos, podcasts like I'm doing, LinkedIn videos, YouTube videos. There's so much that you can do. You can just download the video from Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn Live. Actually, I'm not sure you can necessarily download from LinkedIn Live natively, but from these videos, you can then create all these other pieces of content. Using a tool like Rev, rev.com, you can get some show notes for it. So this is a great way of creating blog content. Just download the video and then upload it to rev.com and they will give you a transcription or they will give you caption files. So you can then upload that caption file to Facebook or YouTube and you'll get actually the actual closed captions that people can watch the videos without the sound because a lot of people start watching videos silently. So you can do that, but you can also get a transcription and that's a great way of getting show notes and also getting blog posts from your live videos. Little tip, if you're doing captions and rev.com costs $1 per minute, 
But if you wanted, you could maybe just get the first five minutes transcribed and get captions for that. You can then get those people who are watching silently hooked into your live video after your live video, your, your pre-recorded video, it basically it is now, and you can get them hooked and putting the sound up and it only will cost you $5. But if you can get the whole thing transcribed, it's only $1 per minute. If you're wanting to find a free version of this, there's otter.ai. Otter.ai is a pretty cool tool, but it is not perfect. Well, Rev.com uses real human beings and otter.ai uses computers and it's not always so perfect. But otter.ai is a pretty good solution as well. So there we go. Those are the five Ps of live video. I hope you found that helpful. Let me know what you think. We are at the end of the show, but I would love you to subscribe to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. It's in all the platforms out there. It's on Apple iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on Pocket Casts, wherever you want, it is there. But until next time, I look forward to seeing what you're going to do and how you can level up your impact, authority and profits using Confident live video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. That makes so much sense. I think I now understand the five P's of live video marketing. So, could you plan, promote, produce and repurpose a live video about bees? I'm sure you could, but that would be bizarre. It certainly would. I think I'd better buzz off. All right, honey.